Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers beat the crap out of the Orlando Magic. Kind of, sort of. They, they played really well for the one good stretch. Gave almost kind of let them back into it. You know what? Let's just, a win is a win. So in the first half, uh, obviously, there were quite a few Lakers fans not exactly thrilled with the way that that game was going. Orlando had 52 points. Uh, The Lakers were sitting on 49. Orlando is not a good basketball team. And, And, you know, quite frankly... That third quarter is is the kind of thing that, again, it reminds you, oh, yeah, that's what it looks like when the Lakers really get out and, and, and defend hard and then get out and run and run intelligently. The Lakers outscored Orlando 36-10 to 10 in that third frame and, and looked just absolutely overwhelming. And then the fourth quarter again, it's like, 32 to 21 in Orlando's favor. And it's just, it's impossible to, to, to walk away from any of these wins here with the Lakers and, and say like, all right, yeah, hell yeah. That was, that was, that was a great, great win turning point, all that stuff. Uh, We thought maybe that was going to be the case with the Celtics game, Celtics game. Then the Lakers turn around and, and, and lose uh, their next one. And then, you know, the, the, the Lakers on, on multiple occasions this year, you just feel like, all right, they're finally hitting their stride. They're finally figuring some stuff out. And then, you know, <laughs> you realize, oh, well, maybe it's going to take more than the one half against Sacramento. Maybe it's going to take more than the the overtimes against Detroit. Maybe it's going to take more than you know, any number of things to, to, to really consider the season turned around. And, and I thought last night's game was a very good, almost perfect example of this where, come on, you can't honestly be this mediocre against this bad in Orlando Magic team. Okay, cool, you're not. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you're better than mediocre against an Orlando Magic team. Uh, this is a very macro way of looking at it. And this is, this is very much a, a you know, oversimplification of the game. Uh, but but at the same time, you just you, you just want this Lakers team, you know, if they don't give up. Now, Orlando got crazy hot in the fourth quarter. They were making some shots that, you know, they were shooting out of their minds. But they shouldn't be able to get to a place momentum-wise uh, to, to be able to hit those shots. Like, that's not something that Orlando should be able to do against the Lakers for, for damn near any stretch, let alone, you know, a fourth quarter where the I, Orlando never pulled, I don't think, you know, within single digits or, or it was never, you know, you never got too nervous about it. But it was certainly, you know, you had some flashbacks in this one uh, because of the other leads that we have seen the Lakers kind of cough up. And and it really just kind of comes back to, to me, a general approach from this Lakers team where I just think they, they don't respect the process that is the regular season. They... They see opponents as beneath them. And if they have to absolutely turn on that switch, they can. And LeBron did. And and we saw vintage LeBron where he's blocking everything and, and he's getting out in transition and finishing at the rim and making these incredible passes and and he's, you know, bouncing around the court and getting the crowd into it. It was a 
it was an incredible LeBron performance. It just doesn't feel like you should need a LeBron, an incredible LeBron performance to beat the Orlando Magic 106 to 94. And look, maybe this is just the Lakers where we have to reevaluate the expectations and you just enjoy the good runs for the good runs that they were. Maybe that's where we're at. I I think that would be kind of a bummer though because how many chances is LeBron and Anthony Davis going to have at winning championships with the Los Angeles Lakers? Like the the that title window is is not going to be a particularly lengthy one. And and just in general in the NBA, title windows don't last as long as maybe they used to uh, because of how much stars are bouncing around the league. Uh, I again maybe maybe the, the the Lakers you know are 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 sitting here as as a team that you know is going to kind of fight and claw and and get into the postseason and. And see whether they can land a couple haymakers and and catch a couple teams. That's not the kind of season we thought we were getting ourselves ready for. But but that you know you still have to address the reality of the circumstance. And and I think we are now sitting you know more than a quarter way into the season. You know basically thirty games so far in. And and you know to quote Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. And the record would indicate that the Lakers, at least right now, are pretty mediocre. And, you know, they are a team that are capable of going on runs and looking overwhelming, but they're also very care- capable of of looking very easily overwhelmed. And and I think in, in some of these stretches... Now, I, I, I do think that when the Lakers look their worst, it's mostly, I think, because of, of laziness and a lack of attention to detail... That comes from a very veteran-laden team that has gone through their fair share of regular seasons and see this thing as something that you just have to get through before you get to the games that really matter uh, come come April and May and, and, and June, right? So so I think for, for where the Lakers currently find themselves, I, I think we do kind of have to scale back expectations for the regular season and hope that they can hit some kind of a rhythm before the playoffs start and and develop enough good habits uh, and allow themselves to develop good enough habits to be able to really flip that switch if that's the approach that they're going to take to this postseason. A couple highlights from this one before we get out of here. Look, we have to start with LeBron. He was insane. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, uh, the, the three blocks, which feels low. Like It felt like he was blocking everything there for a while it reminded me of like when you know you're out there on on recess and every so often like an eighth grader decides to play in in the fifth and sixth grade basketball game and and maybe the eighth grader has has started puberty and they have like you know basically high school muscles and and you're playing on a lower rim and and you know the, the the eighth grader just goes out there and and wreaks havoc every and on everything that the uh, fifth and sixth graders are trying to do. That was LeBron in this one. It was the 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 everybody else around him were sitting there as fifth and sixth graders. Uh, depending on the players, some of them were third and fourth graders. But look, just the fact that LeBron can flip that switch in and of itself is great to see was great to see now you would like to be able to get to a point where he doesn't have to flip that switch 
against a team as bad as Orlando, but the fact that he could flip the switch and you actually saw a difference in, in, in not just his play, but the play of everybody else around him, that, that right there I think is the biggest development from this game than anything because we've seen some stretches where maybe he tries to flip that switch and he tries to get something going to the basket and he isn't necessarily quite ready or able to turn that corner. Uh, no, I, I thought in this one, he put it into an extra gear. He put it in the sixth gear and everybody else around him was stuck in fourth or fifth gear and he just took it to anybody who was in front of him. And given how much is kind of reliant apparently on LeBron being able to do that, that's probably the biggest development in, in, in the Lakers universe uh, that you're going to get over the weekend. The other big development here, and it came after the game, is that apparently Trevor Ariza is going to spend some time with the South Bay Lakers uh, to get a few extra practice reps in. Uh, he and I believe Rajon Rondo and Kent Bazemore are going to, to all uh, practice and play with those guys just to get their legs underneath them as as some of those, you know, Bazemore and Rondo have fallen out of the rotation and those guys need to, you know, either stay or get back into shape. It's going to be interesting here with Bazemore. Bazemore doing this struck me as, as particularly interesting because if Ariza is available and you go to more lineups where uh, Ariza and LeBron and AD are your wings, you would like to be able to get something from Kent Bazemore this year. And if that floor is, is decently open for him and you have an extra couple defenders out there who are capable of, of kind of making up for the way that he approaches that end of the court, then maybe you can get some return on investment here. The Lakers can't give up on Bazemore, I don't think, this year. Uh, he is uniquely positioned just in terms of the body type that he has, uh, and, and the Lakers are going to need more defenders who are built like him if they are going to contend against some of those teams with elite wings uh, in the postseason. So, I think it's smart that they're going to try to get some confidence for him, see if they can get him back onto a court and not be a complete disaster as he's been so far this year. Uh, and and I think that's the right move. So getting Ariza back hopefully by the end of the week sounds like a, a realistic proclamation. And maybe you get Kent, Kent Bazemore uh, uh, enough reps to where he doesn't look as bad as he's looked from the beginning of the season. And now all of a sudden you have a little bit more versatility on the wing than the Lakers have had basically all year. So that's great news in and of itself. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, look, can you dig it, guys? are going to be talking. They, they are recording as we speak right now. So you're going to want to check that out as well. Slightly tweaked schedule this week. So the Taco Tuesday guys are going to be Taco Monday guys and uh, I will have a the AI show on Tuesday with a uh, a very special guest I'm really looking forward to that and then we return back to some more normalcy so a uh, big week here for the Lakers as they really do actually try to hit some turning points and hopefully that does wind up being the case and and that that you know LeBron flipping that switch and and seeing a noticeable difference in his game and everybody else's game around him, maybe that ignites some passion for the regular season that the Lakers haven't shown so far this year. 
or it doesn't, and I hop on here and I rant and rave uh, for the remainder of the season. No matter how that goes, I'm Anthony Irwin, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.